I have a mindset of what I want that muscle to look like. The barbells and dumbbells and cables are paintbrushes. So I use them to create this image or this look that I want to present on stage to my fans, to the magazines, to the people that come to see me on stage. What's up, guys? Today's episode is amazing. So I've got Mr. America, Mr. World, Mr. Universe. Did I mention he's also 76 years young? Some say he had the best physique in bodybuilding history. He trains me at Gold's Gym in Venice. His name is Robbie Robinson. This is an amazing interview. Check it out. Well, Robbie, I'm so happy to be here oh, to yeah, sit down too. with you. Awesome. Um, I think we've we've developed a friendship over the last year, and yeah, I just yeah. I love what you do. I yeah. love you know just working out with you yeah. and training with you. You you've taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, you know, Mister Mister World, Mister Universe, <laughs> all of these these titles. Some say you had the the best physique. In, in bodybuilding history, the best biceps. And I want to tell you this. When we were working out last week and, and <laughs> you were, you were doing the, the curls, mm-hmm. your arms, best arms in the gym, best arms in the gym. Robbie, why do you, why do you work out? I love the, the mind-muscle connection thing that you can really do this and the body can be created that way. And I started doing this when I was a kid, imagination. Imagination is powerful, and you know, some people use it in a good way, and some people can use it in a negative way. And I prefer to use it in a positive way because it does work. Mm-hmm. It has a power in itself. Mm-hmm. So I've been focusing on that, you know, probably God, when I was about seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I think I developed this mindset to the point where I totally believe anything that I attempt to do is going to become a reality. Mm-hmm. It has to. Mm-hmm. If the effort is put there. If all the little parts and pieces that make it work, I think it's a done deal, really. Mm. So what got you into bodybuilding? The day they call it bullying, you know. I um I bang, I was uh, I have a lot of problems with my eyes when I was younger. And you know, the glasses, the glasses, you put the thick glasses, make them look even bigger. And so, you know, you got the little kids that run around that little tough boys, um, you know, you know, knocking your books out of your hands, bullying you, you know calling your names and, you know, I just kind of let myself get pushed around quite a bit. I didn't really fight back. From that, I just started to get involved with weight training. The first person I saw been physically fit was Jack LaLanne. Mm. You know, Jack LaLanne yep. was the man then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, he had his own television program, protein. I mean, he was like the god, of, mm. you know, being in physical fit, being physically fit. He was fit. Mm. And, you know, I just, uh, being... Not a whale, but but I had sickle cell. I didn't okay. know that I had this thing. Okay. And you know, what is that? What is feeling it? very bad? Okay. Bones, knees, everything is aching from this because it, the fact that of this, the bone marrow is going through all of these changes. Okay. You know, shortness of uh, breath, and you you know you just sometimes you just don't feel well. Mm. And I start done my jumping with Jack every morning. My mom's. Wood floors in those houses, 14 story, was mm. soaked. She get on my case all the time about it. But I would go right back and do it again, you know, mop it up, go right back and do it again. <laughs> and, you know, of course she's on my case, but I just kept doing it. Not, like, not listening, you know, being a bad boy in a little bit at the same time. But the thing of it is, it just made me stronger. Watching him every morning get up and keep moving. Mm. 
I thought, well, maybe that's what life is about. You got to keep moving. Mm. So that's what I try to do even to today. Mm. If I don't feel well, I try to find some way to get some myself out of that. Wow. You know, I don't want to feel bad. Wow. If I could get it myself going, then, hey, keep moving. That's what I call it, mm. myself. Wow. And so, so tell me when you, so that's when you were a kid and then fast forward, you came to Venice, you came to Golds. Tell me about training in the golden era. What was that like? And, and what, how, how is that different from it is today, from training today? The, the golden era was, there was a, they say it was camaraderie, but we just was all bent on doing something that, you know, nobody had ever accomplished, right? And I got this, con- this letter from Joe Weider asking me to come out to Los Angeles, train with the Weider boy. So I was working in the newspaper at this point. I was like head of the newspaper the department. I was responsible for all the news being printed. Uh, when computers first came out, you know, they did big, huge machine. And I was able to read the digitals coming out of this machine just with this, I guess, design slap for uh, how to read this information. The little punched holes in this tape. You take that tape, compare it with the news that come out of the AP, UPI news system, take it back to the gang. The computer runs out here, come the news. Yeah. So I was responsible. Tallahassee Democrat. I was responsible for that paper being printed every day. After I got the letter from Weeder, I've been winning a number of amateur competitions, AAU competitions, Mr. Uh, Mr. United States, this, that, Mr. Florida, I mean, uh, Mr. United States, and those are basically amateur titles. You know, I was winning all the titles, winning all the trophies. Sometime they'll place me fifth, fourth, third. Very handsome might give me second and first and second. Okay. But then I won the Mr. United States competition. Why? Why do you think, why were they hesitant to give you first or second? There was no blacks up there at that okay. point. And you had the guys like Arthur Harris. Okay. Leroy Colbert. Okay. Uh, Earl Manor, who was out of uh, Barbados. Mm. You had all these guys. My Leonardo, who was like Hispanic. But there wasn't a lot of people up there that had a dominant physique that can go up there and compete. In their world, you know, you you, you shouldn't be up there. Yeah. But I pushed the level, pedal to the metal, and I heard, you know, all kind of this, this that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I dealt with it. Yeah. And, you know, coming in, even coming in second and third and winning the competition, they just didn't even want me to play. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's time and that society. Wow. It just wasn't like ready for wow. it. But, you know, I just dominated. They couldn't stop me. And they start sending me letters, don't come to the competitions, you know, because the other guys won't come. And, you know, I just kind of just left it alone and still kept competing, going to other places, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, you know, where them roughneck people are, where I just kept going. I didn't really pay attention to all the racism and all the N-word, nigga, 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 nigga. Uh, <laughs> how did that nigga win this? How did that nigga win that? You know, and I just dealt with it. I thought it was a challenge, really. I didn't, it, it wasn't worth my time to get angry. I wanted to be positive. Mm. So if I can kick your booty, I win. Mm. <laughs> That's how I saw it. I didn't go in there thinking that, you know, um, anything negative. It was all positive. I said, well, if, if I place, that's a notch on my gun. If I win all the body parts and place third, that's mm-hmm. still, that you're letting me know how I'm the baddest. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about mm-hmm. it, you know. And that, that age, that young, that time period, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was driven by it. Wow. You mentioned uh, Joe Weider. He's a visionary. Uh-huh. He had this vision of what he wanted to do when I first came there. It was just Muscle Magazine. Okay. There's no muscle builder, flex, muscle and fitness, you know, men, women, fitness, none of that. It was just muscle magazine. Okay. A muscle builder. Mm. And my first cover, it was a 
best-selling cover magazine in the history of bodybuilding. Mm. In their world, the publishers of those kind of magazines say if you put a black on the cover, it doesn't sell. Mm. But for some unknown reason, mine sold. People could see that, wow, this guy is something special here. You know, come on now. You know, get about this color thing here. The boy's cold-blooded. Joe Weider put me on my first cover. That's, you know, the best-selling cover ever. You know, I've done all the guys, Arnold's all of them. Mm. And it created a lot of distinction, bad feelings between the people. Mm. Um, I would have not known that my covers were selling like that, mm -hmm. except for the ladies in the office. The ladies in the office liked me, mm. right? They would go, Robbie, your covers sell the best. Or Robbie, wow. your covers sold the most copies. Wow. Robbie, you look sensational. Wow. See, they kind of backed me up to make me feel good about my own self. Uh -huh. And I never forgot that. I always thought, you know, sometimes my mind flashed back and I could hear their voices. Seriously, huh. to this day. Wow. They were saying, like, Robbie, your covers were the best. Mm. Don't tell nobody. Mm. <laughs> and I loved it because they were the one that could see it. They were worked in the art department. Mm. They know what was happening, mm. what was selling and what was not selling. Mm. And so they could tell me point blank. Mm. You bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like you're a, a living legend. You, mm. you, But I, I feel like you didn't get the credit you deserved. And obviously there was a lot of racism involved. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Joe Weider, he was a visionary, but mm -hmm. there was also a story that I read uh, about this, this bust where you're <laughs> like this and Joe Weider took your physique and put his head on it. And this is now the, the logo for Olympia. Is there, is there any truth to that? Yeah, of course. Cool. The whole thing goes back to Arlen physique was supposed to be the one to use mm. as the monument. He was Miss Olympia six times, seven times. So his going out, winning the seventh one, him and Joe Weed had agreed upon uh, his physique being the prototype for the company. Mm. In other words, he couldn't put his head on, on, on Arnold's body. Mm. My body, he could. Nobody knew who I were. Mm. Even though all those covers, nobody's going to say anything because he's Joe Weeder. Mm. Um, well, I went to do the covers, uh, you know, do the posing for the bus, mm. uh, the artist was there, and I was in great shape getting ready to go actually for the Mr. International title. And you can see all the grooves and cuts that you see on the bus, right? He um, had the artist come in and do all of that, just the body, the physique. And when I saw it, it had my head on it with the Fu Manchu, the mustache, my face, my mm. head, afro, everything. Mm. And then when it came to the unveiling in Woodland Hills, his head was on my body. Mm. And, you know, there was nothing I could do. Well, I went to the lawyers about it. The lawyers at that point told me it took me 50000 to even take the case. Wow. From starting out. I wow. would have to have that kind of money to even get someone to help me. Mm. No one wanted to touch it because he was Joe Weider. Mm. And, you know, I dealt with it. I went to lawyers, had a lawyer look into it. The lawyer did the footwork, but he stole the money. He didn't mm. do anything. He came to me and said, well, I didn't do enough footwork. Mm. Took the money, walked off. He's named Doug. Douglas Brown is now banned from becoming a lawyer from stealing so much money from Oh, me. my gosh. Wow. And that, you know, that was, to me, was a huge letdown. And to find out that someone can do you like that and walk away, and they're supposed to be defending your rights and defending your 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 ability to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just felt in that situation, and I still to this day feel the situation, the law is white. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really necessarily fit you unless you got somebody that got knowledge and willing to spend the kind of money or hopefully help you escape that image. That's mm. that's what I feel to this day. I don't think the 
the overall uh, judicious systems is in our corner. No, I mean, anybody who looks at the data, looks at the reality of it's it. It's reality. It's, it's you know, true. It's, it's true. If, you, if I go in there and do something that is similar, like the kid that shot the three people and during the guy that got choked to death, the police officer choked him mm-hmm. to death. Um, <laughs> if that had been anybody else, um, it, it wouldn't have come out like that. Mm-hmm. I think a person of color would have had a whole different, you know, verdict on that mm. matter. Even to this day, I've tried not to speak up, but it's hard not to. I've been here for 76 years. Mm. I'm a veteran. I fought for this country, so I should be able to say what's on my mind. 100%. But then if I'm watching the world today, you have to be very careful. Mm. Somebody might just walk up and shoot you. Mm. You know, when I see Yi, I mean, I think Yi was off. Chime I mean, in. Yeah, should yeah. have been careful. You don't leave a million, billion dollars. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. You're already in there. You already got to make comment. Mm. You know, don't put yourself in Right. Somebody could walk up and put a gun to his head and pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's not worth all of that to me. I think the racism and stuff is, to me, is sad, mm. really. It's, it's, I, I'm saddened by it. Yeah. It's not just as a man, as a human being, a mm. person. Mm. I never would expect, you know, something like that to still be going on. It's 2023, mm. almost, days, weeks. Mm. <laughs> and I grew up thinking, I wonder what it's going to be like in 2020, mm. 2050. Wow. And man, I'm surprised, shocked. Wow. Really, what, what happened to this? Yeah, it's wow. just it's amazing. Wow. Racism, it's, it's still there. They, it can be hidden, you know, pressed down, you know, mm. it comes right back up, and, mm. you know, pressed down. We do this, we do that, but it's nothing that's being done. Mm. It hasn't changed. I don't see really a big, big change. Mm. Uh, I think it's still, it's even more violent now than it was back then. I'm, I'm viewing this movie Emmett Till, like yeah. Emmett Till, when I was his age, mm. when that happened, it frightened me. Honestly, I didn't even know that people treated each other like mm. that. I didn't know it was that kind of thing. It shocked me, really. From that, I lived in the swamp. I went deeper. Mm. I was spent ninety percent of my time with animals, mm. bears, feeding bears and deers and porcupines, skunks. Mm. Those were my friends. I didn't never got into that befriending, you know, people. Mm. Just, mm. A lot of people say I'm antisocial. Mm. You know, I got an attitude. No, I have an attitude. Mm. You know, I just pick who I. Yeah. Peer around, be with, talk to. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, well, I'm definitely a yeah. loner. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me. So you you've gone through so much. Tell me about the power of the mind. Right. That's off the clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think a lot of of us don't realize it, and they take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I totally believe that you can heal yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're focused on that situation, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. If you can dial yourself into that and make the change that is necessary to get healthy, become healthy, stay healthy. You know, I've been healthy my whole life. I don't know any other way to be. Mm. And I think it's definitely important. And, you know, I'm 76 years old. I can tell the whole world I don't feel seven. I feel so young and vibrant and want to live life and want to do good things, want to help other people. I mean, still share my knowledge with the world, with all of those that want to learn. I mean, I'm excited about life, even the seventies. Wow. Seventies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what the next moment is going to bring. That's what I love about life. Mm. It's it's no, oh, this going to do this and that's going to do this. It's going to be this way. No, 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 no. You know, it's just, it's just life. Mm. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Tell me about, let's go back to bodybuilding. <laughs> Tell me about the guys today because I read an article on the way over here, mm-hmm. and the, the article was it was titled 
dying to compete. Mm -hmm. And it was about a female bodybuilder who died. I think, uh, I don't know if it was on stage or after the contest. On stage. Tell me about this, the steroid use today. A lot of guys today, they're, they're taking, they're using too much of the, of the anabolics. Back in those days, I was basically controlled by Joe Weider's doctor. Mm. I mean, you got it every two weeks. Mm. Uh, Decatur Robbins, Decatur Robbins is the most powerful anabolic you can take. Mm. Uh, it builds muscle. It stays in your system for two years. Mm. That's how important. So you don't need to use a lot of it. Mm. Something like that that can stay in your body wow. for two years and you're still building muscle even after you get off it. Wow. Come on now. Back off here, let's, you know, instead of, instead of 200 milligrams, let's try 75 mm. every three or four days. Mm. Not in your hip mm. and the fat around your tummy. Mm. That's what you do. You, but today, they're shooting it directly into the muscle tissue. Okay. Your body has to break that down. It has to go through the liver. Mm. And the fat cells is leaked into the system a little bit slower. Mm. But today, the guys think the more, the better. And I think less is the better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If you're going to take 400 milligrams of, of that's two cc's of, of testosterone, you're not going to have a testosterone level. Hmm. It's going to shut it down. The testosterone is going to shrink. You're not going to have that really wild desire, <laughs> you know, for the honey money. Mm. It's just not going to be there. Mm. <laughs> not going to be there. <laughs> so it levels off. See, uh, what the guys are doing is just overdoing it. Overdoing yeah, it. The ladies want to get better and better and harder and harder and more and more muscular and... The liver going to stop. Mm. The heart's going to stop. Do they not know about the health ramifications? Of course they know. They know, they know but, but they're willing to take a chance to become a champion. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll get through it. You know, you know no, you're not going to get through it. I mean, if the liver go bad, you can pretty much forget it. The kidneys and the liver, it was the main digestive intake, flushing out mm. organs. So mm. something go wrong in those areas. And this bad boy, mm. if something starts not feeling the back of your hand numb, or mm. uh, you get up uh, coughing, or uh, you take something and you get the coughing and can't stop it, you're just mm. telling you right there the heart has gotten problems. Mm. And a number of guys have died from, you know, cardiac arrest, mm. kidney failure, uh, heart attacks. Mm. To me, it's not worth it. I love bodybuilding for myself. I enjoy it. It's a, for me, it's fun, you know, to be able to develop and change the body, you know, psychologically, mind-muscle connection and feeling what you're doing. All that plays into that part. So I think it's awesome. I think, you know, it's a beautiful sport, beautiful art. And it's gotten to the point where it's more of a drug culture. Mm. And nobody's going to talk to those kids because all those kids are spending money to keep the IFBB, the NPC going. So I just kind of like observe it. When someone talk to me or come to me for a class, I've drilled them. It's all about health, your longevity, you know, what you eat, how much water you drink, your rest. And, you know, a lot of them think they're demigods. It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's a bad end to that story. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's get out of this heat. Uh, let's move over to the... To the hydration. Mm -hmm. How you feel? Oh, yeah, it's feel great. Good. Oh, Just yeah. get a little sweat. Oh, yeah, I'm sweating like a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating good. That's great. One thing I want to talk to you about is you, you have an interesting philosophy on bodybuilding. So I think when a lot of people think about bodybuilding, lifting weights, they think it's this, you know, you just this angry thing. You just get as big as you can and the steroids. But you see it as an art. It's an art. 
Yes, it is. It is because the mind creates the image that you want to present to the audience, the fans, the judges. I mean, I want to look like a piece of art. So that's what I'm thinking of. If you've seen my mouth moving when I'm training, I'm coaxing that muscle into doing what I wanted to get done. I'm telling them to stretch, squeeze, contract, mm. you know, pause rep, hold the contraction, you know, do a couple of extra more reps. You're talking to yourself. Talking to myself, yeah. Telling myself to work, lower it a little bit slower, make that muscle work hard. I, my whole effort is to make that muscle look like something that the judges or the fans have never seen. And that's what I did with my physique. Exactly. To this day, they're like, awesome. Never seen anything. Because <laughs> I put in that kind of mental thing. They say, and a lot of people come to me and they'll say, Robbie, you, you don't train like everybody else. And I say to them that, you know, I have a mindset of what I want that muscle to look like. The barbells and dumbbells and cables are paintbrushes. Mm. So I use them to create this image or this look that I want to present on stage to my fans, to the magazines, to the people that come to see me on stage. Love that. Love that. Picasso. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely Picasso. <laughs> um, you're 76 years young. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people who were kind of in your era, they've got a lot of you know, health issues, maybe they passed away. Yeah. You're 76, you're still training, you still look good. You look better than me. You look better than most people <laughs> in the on, gym. Friend, friend. What? You, you you're got the a, student. You, you're the student. I'm the student. Yeah, you're the student, so you keep learning. That's what I say about it. You know, allow yourself to absorb the, the, the information and use the information because that's what's, that's, that's going to create the end results. What's your secret, though? You got a healthy sex life. You got all of this stuff at 76. What's the secret? I mean, believing in yourself, believing in what you're attempting to do, not listening to the news sales who are saying you can't do something. I say, yes, I can. And that's what I've done my whole life. I don't play around with it. You can't tell me that I can't do this or I can't do that. I don't want to hear you. That's my mindset. And being like that my whole life, in a sense, growing up as a kid, being bullied, <laughs> you know, having those moments with it. But it just, I instilled myself to believe in myself. That was a poem that, when I was in high school, I remember this English teacher name was Miss Willie B. Estrus. And Miss Willie B. Estrus called me down one time, you know. And Mr. Robinson, I want to see you after class. And, you know, I was like the celebrity on campus. You know, I had the physique, I had like some of like 150 scholarships to go all the universities and I was the big man on the campus. So everybody kind of came to me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I wanted something done, they'd take my blessings and make my grades better than I would have gotten them. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't that studious, I was more of an athlete. Mm -hmm. That's where I, I mean, that's, I still see that today. Mm -hmm. A lot of athletes and they get in there and uh, now they have tutors, but they can, right. you know, it was just me being Robbie Robinson, having this name, uh, big man on campus. And I just you allow people to help me, and I focus all my energy on my athletics. Mm -hmm. And then she called me down, and she just said to Mr. Robinson, I know what you're doing. You got everybody else doing your work. She said, I want you to take this poem in Victor's and learn it from front to back. I want you to come to my class every day for the next two years, because I was, I was a sophomore in high school. Whoa. She had me come back to that class and for two years recite this poem in Victor's by William Ernest Henley. And the poem goes like, out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged the punishments to scroll. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winched, nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeon of chance, my head is blooded, but unbowed. 
Beyond this place of wrapped in tears looms but the horrors of the shade, and yet the menace of the years find and shall find the unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate charged the punishments to scroll. I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. And I still believe that to this day. Everything that you make up in your mind to do, you have to dominate the negatives that's going to pop up in your mind. That's just human. And I just always just squash it. I say, yes, I can. I can do this. I can get this done. Nothing is bigger than me. That's how I see things. That's how I see life. I'm not the only one that's going to go through bad. We, you know, people say, oh, well, why this happened to me? Don't ask why it happened to me. I mean, what did you do to stop it? That's how I see it. Did you educate yourself better? Did you do a better job of trying to get to that next level? Um, what was your input in all of that? So I just believe in going forward. Keep moving. Don't listen to whatever negative is being said. Be careful what you say to yourself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's very important. Be very careful mm. what you say to yourself. Uh, positive self-talk works. And that's what I've done a lot of talking myself into being better, doing things better, improving my own uh, self-worth, self-value, you know, not saying, why me? Mm. You know, a lot of people use that, why me? Why did this happen to me? I mean, mm. go look in the mirror. What did she do mm. to stop it? That's mm. my whole thing on it. Mm. I love that. It's a it's a perspective shift. I, I say the same thing. Instead of saying, why me? You say, what is this teaching me? Yeah. A lot of people would, would do that. I mean, you're not the only one. It happens to thousands all over the world. So why me it means just a waste of time and energy. Get up and move. Get up and do something that is going to get you out of that. You're responsible for yourself. Nobody can be responsible for you. You want to achieve something, it's up to you to get it done. Nobody can monitor going to hold your hands and move the bolts out the way, the holes out the way that you're going to fall in. You know, you have to just know how to get yourself and become better, do better things. Feel good about yourself. Positive self-talk work. Be very, very careful what you come out of your mouth. You're going to say to yourself. Mm, love that. You know, Robbie, they say that the food that we eat has killed more people than World War I, World War II, the Afghanistan War combined from the food we eat, preventable causes. Tell me your philosophy on nutrition. What advice can you give people how to eat, what supplements to take in order to look good and feel good? Food is, is, is very important. You know, I talk about it all day long online with clients, with fans, Facebook, Instagram. A lot of us eat too much. That's what I'm seeing. I think too much food is one of the biggest things. And processed foods, that's, that's the number one killer. A lot of people are just eating themselves to death on that. And I see it walking the streets. I see it in restaurants. I mean, you can't tell a person what to do, but, you know, why... Do that to yourself when you can do better. You know, you know what it takes to get healthy, and a lot of people just don't want to do it. I think that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. They like what they like. I mean, <laughs> I mean, good or bad, they like what they like. And if me, I'm more of a vegetable, beef, chicken, fish, salmon, Sicilian sea bass, brown rice, white rice, potatoes, Yukon gold, broccoli, asparagus, spinach, squash, Bowls of vegetables with a protein meal. Bowls of rice and vegetables with a, with a protein uh, food. I do this th four times, five times a day. My breakfast is like a couple, half a cup of oats, a teaspoon of, a ca uh, tablespoon of, of peanut butter, uh, six eggs scrambled. Sometimes I use four yolks, sometimes three yolks, sometimes two yolks. Uh, to change the consistency 
other foods. Mm. Uh, my next meal will probably be four ounces of beef with a bowl of steamed vegetables with two spoons of brown rice or white rice. The next meal might be a salmon with a bowl of vegetables and a, and a baked potato or a yam. But I rotate these foods basically all day long uh, so that my body has the consistency of building muscle and burning fat. Mm -hmm. My last meal of the evening is probably a five ounce salad, lettuce and tomatoes with avocado, with a uh, cucumber, mm -hmm. four ounces of chili and sea bass, or six ounces of salmon. Mm -hmm. um, I eat uh, those four to five meals you know, four to five times. How long have you been eating like this? Pretty much my whole life. Your whole life, yeah. okay. Yeah. Whole foods, real foods. Real foods. I've, I've, supplements has a role in it. You know, I like B-Right, uh, which is by Jarrow's. Uh, you got glutamine by Jarrow's. You have um, creatine. You have uh, amino acids. You have, um, what is it, tonarine, thyrosine, cod liver oil, black seed oil. And see, all these nutrients build muscle and burn fat. Once the body starts to assimilate them in the right dosages, then you, your muscles use its own body fat as in it. Even the fat inside of you is used uh, to create this lean, more muscle machine. Uh, you have the two glands, the thyroid glands here, right? Uh, when you eat it in that cortex consistently, the body starts producing spurts of thyroxine into the bloodstream so that the body helps use your own body fat as energy. Mm. It's a system. <laughs> and once you, get, once you get that system down, the body just molds and manifests itself into exactly what you want, a muscle machine. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you're an authority on it because you've done it so long, you're so consistent, healthy, you've never been injured, right? Is this, never. This I, and I think that's, you know, you know, taking care and eating healthy plays a role in it. I held a tremendous amount of weight, even still at my age. A lot of people say, you know, you're going to hurt? No, I'm not, because I've been doing it for so long. I know exactly where everything is. And when I go into that movement, I know where the stress is being placed directly on that muscle. So I've never been injured because of that. I use a technique where I take a tennis ball, I put the tennis ball in my arm, and I open up that joint. Mm -hmm. By squeezing that tennis ball, inside of that joint is a fluid called sonolium fluid. Mm -hmm. That sonolium fluid is secreted. I might do it three to four times, squeezing that tennis ball, but it opens that joint so the joint get a little warm. Mm -hmm. Boom, I do the same thing on the arm. That's why I've never had a shoulder injury. I put the tennis ball under my arm. I grab this hand turn my hand out and squeeze that tennis okay. ball. I do the same thing under this arm, the same thing under this bicep. The day before I squat or the morning before I squat, I place that tennis ball behind my knee. I grab my leg and squeeze that tennis ball, maybe three to four to five times. That opened the joints up so I could squat 500, 600 pounds in seven to six years. <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> leg press 1,500, 2,000 pounds like it's nothing. But the joints are lubricated, mm. so they're not going to, you know, have any injuries. You're not going to, and I eat well. I get my beef. The beef helps produce the testosterone in the body. Uh, I take L-cycrolene, which is another muscle builder. But all these things that I use are things that I've been using for, God, for 50 years. Wow. Love that. You, uh, we had a conversation last time we trained together about on the treadmill. What are people doing wrong on the treadmill? They're walking and they're sweating and they think they're losing weight. You're just losing water. Huh. You're not really going to lose any body fat walking a treadmill to 3.2 or 3.4. You're just sweating. You're not really stimulating the heart. I mean, it's a delicate muscle. When you walk the treadmill for 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, 1.10, 1.11, 1.12, 1.13, 1.14, 1.15, 1.16, 1.17, 1.18,
Once you start getting packing on them twos and threes, then your body's going to sweat more than it actually worked hard. So what I do, I go to 1.2. I start out probably by 8.0. That's probably very slow, but it warms the overall legs and, the, and stimulates the heart to carry the load. When you're sweating, when, what happens is you sweat on your back, your butt, your hamstrings and quads. That way you feel that light sweat that comes over the body. And that means, that tells me right now, the heart is doing the work. Mm. Light sweat. Okay, okay. If you're walking, it, the fastest I see people walk, it, you're definitely not going to work the heart. Mm. Wasting time. You're wasting time and energy. <laughs> you could be doing something. Doing something. Else. <laughs> doing something. <laughs> um, Robbie, what advice would you give to your younger self? Younger self? Your younger self, maybe 25 years old. What advice would you give? And I was really going into bodybuilding or just life? Body, life, let's say life advice. I would definitely be someone that would want to get a, you know, a, an education. Mm. You have to, I think you should need to get some kind of education or some kind of knowledge that will give you, that would empower you in a sense. And then you have a better chance out there in that world. I mean, don't just have. Just get that one thing. I mean, get several ways of doing it. Like I went to school to become an auto mechanic. That's what I wanted to do because my brother was an auto mechanic. So I'm following my oldest brother. I became a mechanic. I take a car apart and put it back together to run better than they will before it started. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a true fact. I just I love that mind and the tinkering. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's the nerd in me. <laughs> but I, but you know, I love I love doing that. Education is definitely you gotta have some, get a little bit there in something. And then I went to school to become a commercial artist. See, I was I wanted to have something that if you know I got out there in the world and I could fall back on. You know, I went to school for like what two and a half years to become a commercial artist. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to know things and learn things, and working with the newspaper gave me that you know, ability to do that. You know putting ads together and all that kind of thing. I enjoyed it. One thing before we before we finish, I'm I'm curious of your thoughts about sugar. Deadly. Deadly. I mean, I try not to to tell people what to do about it. But it's worse than cocaine. Mm. Yeah. It breaks you down. You can't a person that that like me having sickle cell, I could never deal with you. My body would not be able to handle it. Not at all. The sweetest thing I get is pineapple, apples, oranges, grapes. Strawberries, pears, peaches, things like this. I eat more on just food, <laughs> and I make my fruit salads. You know, I have my bananas. You know, I eat these kind of foods because they nourish the body. If I could be honest with you, I haven't had a pizza in my whole life. Well, never have eaten it. I just never got into it. When I was young, I had the what you call it, the Hershey bar and the candy, but but because I had the sickle cell, uh -huh. it didn't work with me. Interesting. If I ate it, I would get sick or feel bad. And so I stopped eating I stopped eating sugar and stuff like at 12 years old. I never got back into it. I just started eating whole foods, uh, eating natural. Like I grew up on the farm, so it had all the eggs and the chicken and the beef and the chicken, alligator tail and fish and you know, rabbits and quails, and that's how we lived in the swamp. So I never, never eaten, you know, unhealthy. Never, never done this. Wow. And to this day, I don't. I still eat the same good, healthy food. Love that. Yeah. And and the results speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. The and results, yeah. It's it's. Um, I mean, I think, I think you have to kind of love yourself to a degree. I think. And I don't. I think sometimes when I see people doing like that, I, I not criticizing them, but I just think, wow, they just. Must be going through some bad time, or they just really don't care about themselves. Mm, 
Well, Robbie, you have taught me so much during this interview, <laughs> during our training sessions. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. You're, you're a, a national treasure. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy to, to, to know you, to train with you at Goals in Venice. Is there anybody, if anybody's listening and they want to follow you or work with you, where do they go? Email me at info at robbyrobinson.net. If you want to like really confirm that connection with me, you can call me at my number, 424-254-4455. And I'll answer, you can text me and I'll text you back. Okay. You're gonna have a lot of people calling you now. Yeah. <laughs> and they can, yeah, for, what's, yeah. your, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram page? Uh, Robbie Robinson Official. Just Robbie Robinson Official. Okay. Robbie, thank you so much oh, yeah, for coming on. Friends. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.